Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Judges. We're going to begin chapter 8 today. At the end of, uh, in chapter 7, we read of the battle between Gidon and uh, where he was victorious against the um, Midianites and their allies, who were the Amalekites and the uh, Kedemites. So there was the, uh, the Bene Amalek, the Bene Kedem, and Midian in the lead. And we mentioned that when the um, uh, troops, uh, when the soldiers of Midian were running to escape, uh, their leaders, Orev and Zaev, ran, and they ran across the Jordan towards the territory of Ephraim. And Ephraim, who had not been involved in the initial battle but they um, uh, they were asked uh, by Gidon to um, intervene and to grab and to capture the kings and le the remaining leaders of Midian in order that they can't go back to their homeland and regroup and the people of Ephraim responded and did eventually did uh, catch and execute the, them as they went through their territory but the people of Ephraim weren't that happy um, about not having been involved in the attack in the first place. And it's interesting because um, the, um, they, one, would, one gets the feeling or the sense from the verses here that the people of Ephraim, had they not known of the victory... I know, in other words, before they knew that they were going to be victorious, in other words, before it happened... They were, you know, probably not that enthusiastic about being involved, assuming, of course, that Gidon, a newbie on the block with a tiny army, was probably not going to be victorious against the powerful Midianites. But now that uh, the tide has turned completely and Midian was smashed by Gidon, of course Ephraim is going to say, well, we wanted to be involved in the first place. So, Vayomru love Ish Ephraim, the people of Ephraim said to Gidon, What is this thing that you have done? To us, Livilti Kirot Lanu, but without you didn't call us up. You went to wage war against Midian. And they argued with him strongly. This, it's, it, the, the verse is trying to give us an impression here. They weren't just complaining, but they were complaining with strength to the extent that even though they helped Gidon out and they did capture, they did listen to his message. But they were, it sounds like they came ready to fight, almost ready to fight with Gidon. Like, what are you treating us as if we're not part of the people of Israel? You went to call people from all those other tribes. But why didn't you call us? Why weren't we involved? So, um, so uh, here's a, a, the first uh, major challenge to Gidon as a leader. He is now a victorious leader. He is now the 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 shofate, he's he's risen from uh, obscurity as uh, helping out on his dad's farm to be a, a military leader that just saved the entire nation so here he has a challenge of leadership let's see how Gidon handles this challenge by Yomer Alehem and he said he answered them as follows um, now um Who is, I'm sorry, I skipped some words. Me'asisi ato kochem. 
what have I done myself that is like what you have done? In other words, you, we, I'm nothing compared to you. So Gidon very wisely responds with humility here, which is crucial. And he basically says, what do you mean? You guys are so much greater than, than me. What you have done is so much more. Halotov ololot aviezer. Aviezer is the clan to which Gidon belonged to, right? And uh, in the Menashe tribe. So he's saying the, the ololot, the remaining, the leftover grapes that, uh, that of Ephraim, like the, the little bits of Ephraim's uh, produce, is so much better than the entire harvest of the Aviezrites, of, of my clan. In other words, you guys have to have it so much better. He uses that, um, the, the uh, mushal of, of grapes to refer to the, the product, the accomplishment of Ephraim. You guys accomplished so much more than I accomplished. Because what did I, because you, this, look at what you accomplished. God has given in your hands at Sarei Midian, the, the, uh, the leaders of Midian at Orev et Ze'ev, the two leaders, Orev and Ze'ev. What can I do compared to you? Here Gidon is minimizing his victory. Even though he managed with 300 men to smash an entire army, he's saying that Ephraim, you guys did so much better. When he spoke this way, their anger against him, their ruach, their spirit, their spirit of wanting to fight, their anger softened up from upon him. In other words, they were angry at him and that softened up. So he placated them very wisely by saying, by basically, um, uh, how should I say, puffing them up, you know, by telling them how great they are, and and by minimizing himself and his own accomplishment. So he thus diffused a challenge to his, his first major challenge to his leadership. But there will be more. Vayavo Gidon Hayardena. Now, Gidon came to the Jordan River. Well, one of the things that we get the sense of, and it's not just here, but it's preceding chapters and succeeding chapters, is the, um, the tremendous amount of tribalization that had occurred. The people view, the tribes are viewing themselves as separate tribes with, with very loose relationships between them. The unity of the people of, of Israel is very um, fractured. Uh, and, and, and you get the sense that each tribe is looking at themselves as, as, as a separate entity. Anyway, Vayavo Gidon Hayardena, Gidon then came to the Jordan River, Overhu, and he crossed over the river, and the 300 men that were with him, Ayefim Virodpim. So now they crossed the Jordan back to Gidon's location in Menasha, across the Jordan on the uh, eastern side bank of the Jordan. And they were uh, ayefim, they were exhausted. Um, ayefim really means um, uh, hungry and thirsty, virodfim, but they were still chasing some other remnants of this Midianite army uh, who were still trying to retreat back to Midian. So they passed a place called Sukkot, Vayomerlan She Sukkot. They said to the people of Sukkot, it is assumed, it's not identified, but it is assumed that the people of Sukkot are. Are, are Israelites because this area would have been settled by Israelites. So, so, um, so uh, th these people are Jews. So you'd expect them to be supportive of the one who just saved them, right? Um, the Malbim points out over here that they would be obligated to help them. Number one, just because they're exhausted, and number two, because they 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 
owed them uh, something. They owed them the fact that they just saved them too from the Midianites. So they said to the people of Sukkot, Please give us um, loaves of bread to all of the people that are with me, my soldiers, they're, they're hungry, they're, they're starving, and they're thirsty. And I'm still chasing two remaining kings of Midian. The big guys, Ze'ev and Orev, were killed by the people of Ephraim, but Zevach and Salmuna are two other... Um, uh, Kings of Midian are Midianite uh, leaders that are still, I'm still chasing them, <clears throat> and I really don't want them. <clears throat> it's important that they don't get back to Midian, regroup, and attack us again. So, Vayomer Sore Sukos. So, the people of Sukos said to Gidon, and one gets the sense that they have this attitude because, you know, Gidon is this upstart. Gidon, they still look at him as this, uh, as this, um, as the as the kid, the farmhand uh, from the smallest clan, you know who is, who are you anyway? Hachaf zevach v'talmuna atobi odecha are the um, are, 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 are zevach and talmuna already underneath your hands? In other words, are have you put them? Are you do you have them captive? Are you holding them? Kinitain letzivach alechem that we should give your armies bread. One also gets the sense that these people of Sukos didn't trust that this victory was going to be real. So, so the, here we have a lack of faith in God because remember Gidon it, by, established his leadership by bringing the people back to God himself and away from idol worship. And Gidon, um, and, and they also don't have faith in Gidon as the leader. You know, well, fine, you did a victory, but Zevach and Salmuna are still running away. They're going to get you again. So who do you think you are? Why should we help you? In other words, and they're also afraid if we help you, Gidon, then Zebach and Samuna, since you don't have them under your control, they're going to come back and take it out on us. So, Vayomer Gidon, and Gidon said, Lachain, therefore, because of your behavior, because you are still not loyal to your people. Remember, the point here is, is that, well, like I pointed out from the Malbim, that, that, that the people are so... They should be loyal to each other, different tribes to each other, as a people to each other, and fight the enemy together, right? Being um, and and have have faith in God and and have, have bring about unity. And instead of unity, they're fractured. And as long as you're fractured, Midian is going to win. If we don't work together, we can't fight Midian. We can't. Um, uh, 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 protect ourselves. So uh, Gidon therefore says, Vayomer Gidon, this is verse 7, Lachain, therefore, Betet Adonai et Zevach Betzamuna Biyadi. When God does bring Zevach and Samuna under, under my hand, when I conquer them, because Gidon is confident that he will, Vidashti et Besarchem et Kotzeha Midbar Vetavarkanam, I will smash your bodies. This is very. Um, graphic, unfortunately, uh, against the thorns growing in the fields in the wilderness at the Barkanim and the, um, they're just sharp uh, plants. You know, I'm going to smash you against them. So you know, once you see that I have them, you know, right now, I may, I may be busy uh, chasing Zevach and Salmuna. I'm going to get back to you when I finish off with Zevach and Salmuna. Vayal Misham Penuel, and Gidon that went from there to another place called Penuel, Vayedaber Aleim Kazos. 
and he spoke to them in the same way. And the people of Penuel answered him in the same way that the people of Sukkot answered him. So here we have the third major challenge to Gidon's leadership. Um, the first one he answered, the, to the people of Ephraim, he answered that, um, and by, by, by basically uh, flattering them and buttering them up, right? But the people of Sukkot and the people of Penuel, he said to them, I'm going to punish you and take it out of you. Why did he reward? And let me read verse 9 before I complete this. And to the people of Penuel, he also said the same thing as follows. When I come back in peace, because I will, because I'm going to beat them, I'm going to smash down this tower, which presumably was the building in the city. Now, why did he... Um, uh, answer, why did he respond so strongly to the second two challenges of Penuel and Sukkot, but to the people of Ephraim he did not? It's obvious, right? It was made clear. The people of Ephraim had demonstrated that they wanted, they, they did not participate in the initial battle. All right. Gidon is able to forgive them that. But they, they when they came to him, First of all, they had already demonstrated that they were willing to help because they did capture Oraven's Ev. They did listen to Gidon's instructions. And now what they were professing is, is that they're claiming that they would have helped the whole time. They're saying, we're part of you. So in other words, Gidon can forgive someone who didn't listen in the beginning as long as they get the message and understand and now want to participate and be a part of the unity that Gidon is trying to build. But the people of Penuel and the people of Sukkot still haven't gotten the message, are still not willing to help, not willing to even give food and water to the hungry soldiers who are defending them. That, that, Gidon cannot, that kind of, of disunity Gidon cannot tolerate. So I'm going to stop here. So we'll divide up this chapter because again, there's um, a lot of... Uh, part. So this will be uh, Judges 8a. Thank you so much for studying this chapter together with me today. Looking forward to continuing the study of chapter 8 and the story of Gidon.